Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Russ, do you notice that Tony looks like he's sitting in a Pier 1 catalog? I know I know he at his girl house. That means he's not at his house, yes. Pier 1 doesn't exist anymore, actually. I don't I, think. He be over there. Look, I told, I said the last cut two pods ago that he was over there spending the night. He got his little toothbrush over there now. I am he not clothes. I am not. I will not besmirch the name of my lady love. I I, I will not sully her name in the streets. I am not I mean, spending is, the night. What's sullying her? You're her boyfriend. Like it's not sullying. <laughs> it's quite acceptable in the streets. <laughs> it's actually smiled upon in the streets. I do feel like uh, Tony spends more than half of his time at considerable his, time there more than mm-hmm. half of his awake time there anyway I, I told him like i told him that's why he should just bring in a microphone over there so he could record the pod over there because i know that's where he's going to be 90 percent of the time so just bring the snowball over <laughs> and <laughs> you're good we actually had a nice dinner made chicken wraps with uh um bell peppers and onions it was very tasty I, I, I highly doubt you've cooked anything like that before. I, I want to uh, know what all has changed here. What, what are the things you've started doing or pretended to like over the last uh, six to nine months? Um, I've gotten acquainted a little bit more with spicy foods. Tony hates spicy foods, so that's hates one way that food. you know he's pretending. Mm, this is good Uh-oh. as he sweats down the side of his face. <laughs> Uh, she always gives me a little bit here and there. She, no, we all do that when we're in this yeah. serious dating phase. We all pretend mm-hmm. to like stuff mm-hmm. that we don't. Well, you got to let the you got to inform the listeners of like your girl's ethnicity so they can understand better. Oh yeah, she's Indian, so spiciness is like baseline for a lot of their food. But they work around me sometimes, and I appreciate that. 
much like on this show, we have to work around you quite a bit. Welcome to Sports right. Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey. Uh, Tony Gill, live from his girlfriend's house, is producing tonight. And we are brought to you by Obvious Shirts, as we have been throughout this voyage. Um, yes, we have. You can get on Obvious Shirts right now, and they already have mm-hmm. free shipping. That's fantastic. But you can also get 10% off by using promo code ADJACENT10. And Russ, right now, I'm just looking through some of their shirts uh these are the ones that are most popular right now play like jordan party like rodman is a hot mm-hmm. seller right now very popular i still call it the sears tower that's a that's a classic i like that one uh holy cow that's a good one they've got some soldier fields shirts those are pretty popular too right now because of justin fields and the bears so go over to obvious shirts and use our promo code adjacent 10 you can also get this shirt everybody loves tony gill one of their mm-hmm. hottest sellers sold out right away they had mm-hmm. to get a second wave of it. Tony, what else has changed since you've started dating your girlfriend? What else are you um, pretending to like? Get I'm not that you're not I, I, look, I don't want to paint this as though you're being a total fraud right now, because I'm sure that you're not. <laughs> but there are some ways in which you're kind of like more willing to let yourself like something or try to make yourself like something than you would normally be. Uh no. No, you tell I mean, me a TV show that you've been forced to watch, and you're like, "Oh yeah, it's pretty good." Yeah, actually, like she doesn't watch a lot of TV, so I have to come up with a lot of suggestions. Like she comes up with a lot of like good documentaries that we watch. <laughs> yeah, right, like right because she's the Bob Ross documentary. Oh, the painter. Yeah, yeah, I heard that, that was good. good. That, that was really good. good. Enjoyed that. Um, I have been taking a lot more showers. <laughs> Jeez. All right. All right. <laughs> Right. I mean that's good. Russell, Look, you I mean, hygiene if, to improve. I if mean, your girl, if, if having a woman in your life has uh, improved your hygiene, God bless, man. Like that's great. <laughs> I, I was that's not great. aware your hygiene was in a bad place before this. I've it never, wasn't. you've never spelled bad like when yeah, we've been around. Yeah, no, I'm now. a, I'm a generally clean guy. Like I'm well, not. It doesn't, sound, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no. How, how often? How often are you showering now versus how often were you showering? Um. Well, it was like all right. The morning showers were the given, right? For well, not for everyone. Not for everyone. Oh, really? I I can't leave my house without taking a shower in the morning. Yeah. Not not everybody's like that. Plenty of people shower at night. In fact, plenty of people, if you only shower once a day, would say you should shower at night because you've you've gotten filth on yourself all day. That's right. The time and that, showers at the end of the that's day. That's what I do more often now is okay. the night showers because usually I'm like ah I'm sleepy. I'll just go to sleep. I'll wake up, take a shower. Yeah. But now I just sometimes I do the two two a day. Two days. You're familiar with the two days. I I think you're stretching this to make it sound good. I think you previously did not shower every day. I think that's where this started. Tony was one of Tony seems like one of those. "Eh, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going to take a shower. He's 100 percent that guy. Oh, I think so. Tony, I am that guy. There he's sitting in his own filth. There it is. (laughs) That's nasty, Tony. What's the most What's the most days you guys would go without a shower? Ooh, that's a good question. So yeah, during it has to have happened. It has so to during happen. lockdown, Tony, you were mm. not showering every day. Oh no, ugh, stanking ass over there. I was in the crib. He's just in his room. That's nasty. I was in the crib. Absolutely I, not. I, I agree with Russ because I I want to smell good for my own sake. Right. I'm going to be around anyone or not. But it does happen. There are times. There are times. It's very rare, but there are times when I might go a day or two without showering. Yeah. For hey, one reason. Look, or I mean. We're all a family here. People that are listening. No, to this is safe space. Like, we could be real. 
We could be real. Like that, that has never happened. To you, There's never been a time where you're like, just didn't take a shower that day. Sure, but it's not a regular thing. Like I, no, I'm not saying I it's not a regular thing. thing. It, hold no, on, it was Tony. for you, Tony. Yeah, it I think was it is. for you. Yeah, I think that was like part of your part of your routine. Like yours your just stopped over the last couple of months. I'm saying, oh, no, 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 no. You, you, you guys aren't going to disparage me. I am a no, clean no. Person. You guys no, we're going to disparage you. You just, I'm a clean yourself. person. Tony, you said you didn't wash your ass during quarantine. Thank you. Yeah, that was different though. <laughs> Tony, when you when okay, I was looking for something like uh, like you know that you would say like oh now I read books you know because it impresses my girlfriend or now now I get I take a shower and wash myself yeah now I appreciate fine art or now I go to museums when you say I shower more that implies that at some point you needed to shower more and weren't Uh, debatable no no it's not. Yeah, Not unless you live in the woods where there aren't showers and you just have to oh, wait for it to rain, I guess. I'm actually saving the the environment, actually. I'm saving water. You and all these uh, stanky <laughs> celebrities that don't wash themselves can go somewhere because, no. <laughs> I and care about the planet. And the amount of body spray it would take to cover that up, I don't think you're helping the environment. Oh, that's gross. I would Russ, I'm, that Russ, I'm not saying this happens to a normal person. Tony's going to have to, like, Tony's in a separate category, but I'm not saying this happens to a normal person often, but there have been times where it's like, for whatever reason, I didn't get to shower in the morning, which is rare for me because I, I got to start my, even if I'm going to be working in the yard all day, it's like I, I just have this hang up where, like, I can't start my day without a shower. But sometimes you get to, you haven't for whatever reason, and you get to the end of the day, and it's like I'm just tired. I just it's one a.m. I got to go to sleep. I'm not getting in the shower. So maybe in that case, and maybe sometimes, maybe that would happen like two days in a row. Maybe like at max two days without a shower. The the that worst never thing to me, you. the happens. worst thing to me is I don't like like the idea of getting in the bed dirty is gross to me. True, mm-hmm. like getting into into the bed with the day's dirt on you and sweat and all, especially in the summertime. Yeah. Like as much as like your body naturally sweats, even if you don't feel it all the time, like there's a lot of sweat on you. So to have that in your bed, that seems nasty to me. So sometimes it's like, no matter how tired I am, I got to get the day's funk off of me. Okay. So are you showering twice a day typically? Oh, in the summertime, minimum twice a day. I've had I've had a, some three shower days in the in the summer. Well, I could imagine that you would because take a lot of showers actually. Now that I think also, uh, <laughs> well, and why is that, Jason? Well, I just think that? you know you're very active. I do work out a lot. <laughs> I work out six days a week. I am an active um, mm, person. A couple times a day. Sometimes right. at different gyms, probably. <sighs> Next on sports, Jason this week. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, you're you're like young, single, cool, uh, very uh, vibrant social life. What's in your shower? Uh oh, my shower is lit, bro. I, bet. Um, I, I, I actually asked. get I actually get compliments on the amenities of my shower. So I have a just lemon friends who come by and just peek in in the shower. Sure, I mean, it depends on who too. stops by. I have a lemon body wash. Okay, that I use get it's a uh, highly rated. Okay. Um, I have natural curly hair, so I have a lot of uh natural products, no sulfate, um, all that other stuff that is in your like in body. I mean, uh, in shampoo and conditioners that you don't want. Uh, so I have a lot of really good hair care products. 
Um, conditioners, shampoos, gels, uh, or not gels, oils, things like that. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. use a body wash, not a bar of soap. Yeah, is no, bar I'm not, soap I'm, for old people now? Is that how that works? Or yeah, don't 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 yeah, use don't you don't use body don't yeah. use bars of soap. I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. So you know, don't worry, everything's okay. fine. I was we were concerned. No, I don't because I just don't like. I prefer body wash, but I didn't know if there was really a difference. If there's like a one demographic for body wash, one demographic for bar soap, anything like that, I didn't know. So yeah, I have that. Um, I have one of those like mats, so you don't crack your head on the side of the sink and <laughs> sure, slip right. in the shower. Yeah. I have one of those. But it's like it's like black stone. Um the mat? Yeah. Oh, are you talking about a, it, you talking about a separate looks, item? No, it looks like the mat looks like black stones oh, on okay. the sh- floor right. of the shower. Gotcha. Um and so then I have two showers. So one's connected to my uh bedroom and then there's one in the hallway is the you larger have two bathroom. showers in your apartment? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, try to keep both showers stocked. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing in your shower? Do you have like a loofah? Um, I have one of those gloves, exfoliation yeah. gloves. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I have one of those, but I don't. I only use them once. Yeah, because I think it's weird. Because I'm like, ugh, it has dirt on it already. Right. It needs to be washed. Yeah. So I bought five of them <laughs> okay. and you know so it's like you can rotate and then yeah. wash and you won't feel like obligated to use the same one so yeah that's probably the worst thing i've i keep uh one of those rocks in the shower that you use to like scrub to exfoliate your foot oh the pumice stone thank you pumice stone that's what mm. it's called and i had one that was like gray or white or stone colored a light color or whatever it was and uh, my wife made me throw it out because she said there were these spots of black mold on it. Oh, and uh, I yeah. thought, you know, you're probably right. But to solve that problem going forward, I bought one that's like black. So now she won't be able to tell. <laughs> problem solved. Over now there, I don't have to keep buying new pumice stones. You over there with multi feet. Yeah. Tony, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask you a, uh, a a personal question here. Do you have I at your house, do you have your own shower or, do you, or is someone else also using that shower? Oh, no, no. Um, there's. Do you have a shower that's designated only for you? Oh, no, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how much, uh, multiple people are using the shower. How much stuff is in there? Uh, it's quite amount, but we take our own stuff. You, you have know, like a caddy. Like Everybody comes in, in with their own we... caddy. Okay. <laughs> so it's yeah. like college at your house. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, the, the main point of this goes without saying, Russ, is that he needs to move out. Yes. Like yesterday. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so you so the shower is you have to carry your own stuff to and from like you're in a dorm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what and what do you take in there with you? Uh well, I got my facial washes. Mul- you have multiple face facial washes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with Tony. Yeah, I, I have a couple yeah. face well, How do you, why do you need more than clean. one face wash? Don't they all do the same thing? Incorrect. Uh, See, that's oh. why you have bad skin. Okay. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, one that cleans. You know, sometimes you want to exfoliate. You're not supposed to exfoliate mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, let, every, let this man know, Tony. 
Well, that's yeah, the one I have is the one that has, it's like orange and it has these scrubby things in it. So it exfoliates. Not every day. Not every, Not day, every day. day. Wow. No, okay. you dry yeah, your face your out. Face raw okay. and dry. Yeah. Good, you good dry your face out and it'll be like, yeah, super raw and sensitive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it depends on what day it is. I'm going to exfoliate. Um, do you, but, how do you keep track of that? Do you have like a calendar? Uh, you just kind of like, oh, did I do style it already? Style okay. it, yeah. You just kind of keep a running tab in your head of like, okay. For I, sure. I've, I've exfoliated a little much lately. Got it. All right, what else you got, Tony? Multiple uh, face washes. I have my uh, my body washes. Uh, I'm a fan of Harry's Harry's uh, body wash. Like it's okay. it's more masculine, more natural. They have a than, they have uh, a good line of products. Yeah, then like the the perfumey, you know, like Old Spice ones. I've, I've I like the natural, you know, sense. I think it works better with me. Um, and then if it's shampoo day, I'll have my shampoo. Mm-hmm. Um and I keep track of that same way I keep track of uh, ex- exfoliate. Um and then I got my back washer scratcher loofah. thing. That's a, that's yep. what the loofah is. Yeah. Got my my face towel. Got my okay. body towel. Okay. Got my dry off towel. Okay, a lot of towels. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, can't cross can't cross contaminate the towels, man. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I'm with yeah, Tony on this so far. Yeah, he's, doing, he's doing well for a guy who don't wash his ass. He's doing very well. Right. Yes. <laughs> so what we've learned is that Russ he he knows how to properly shower. Correct, but just, just doesn't do it. Often does not. It took taking. Oh, this girl cares about me. I'm gonna wash myself. <laughs> now, now, she, now she needs to be asking the same questions we're asking because she needs to know if, like, you know, day after the wedding, this all reverts back to. <laughs> pandemic tony no no it's different when it's just you pandemic you, tony you just by yourself like, eh. versus like i mean let's be real guys like women make men want to be better like just sure. yes like okay. women are the motivation to any successful man like people like it, that's motivation. i was gonna that's say true. let's keep this let's keep this out of let's keep if take it out of a heteronormative well, let's sense go, let's, let's like people if you if you have somebody that you care about romantically mm-hmm. you're gonna want to be better let's yeah. say that yeah that thing <laughs> that's like what my kids say when we make them apologize when my when, it, when one of my kids says something like disrespectful to one of us we'll we'll be like no what you should have said is and they'll go that <laughs> That's what Tony just did, dude. Look, yeah, listen, man. We have a wide demographic of people listening to this uh, podcast, and we are inclusive here at Sports Jason. Why don't you just talk about your own life, Tony? You have a significant other, so now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, you give a damn about how you look and smell. Yeah. I'm happy okay. for him. Like, I, mean, I think can, that's great. Go from there. I mean, you go ahead and finish your thought. Oh, no. That was it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Just name this episode, and he stared at my meat. The meat peak. No, this should be called the meat peak. Are we doing this? There are more than peaks. So okay. before I go to Dallas, you're already at Midway. We've said, we yeah, I'm at that. Midway at here in town in Chicago. You're about to leave. I'm about to leave, and I'm like, yo, bathroom. I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick, sure. so I don't have to go on the plane. Yeah, it's not pleasant going on the plane. No, because I don't, I don't like getting up. I'd rather take a nap or do work or whatever. Last time I so, was on the plane, by the way, and I had to go. It was the first time I'd flown in a year and a half. I forgot to lock the door. 
<laughs> I just totally forgot. I hadn't done it in like a year and a half. I forgot you got to like, you know, unfortunately nobody came and interrupted, but. Well, that's not, that's not my story. So <laughs> I go to the bathroom and I go to hella urinals at airport bathrooms. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like there's yeah. like 10. Yeah. So many people coming in and out. Now, do they have dividers I, or are they just all stacked? No, no dividers. They're stacked. Okay. Right. All right. So this, you know, and, and I'm going to let for everybody out there that doesn't don't go into men's bathrooms. Like if there's no divider, you kind of got to get close on up on it to make sure that sure. nobody takes unwanted peeks at, at your meat. Right? Well, yes. And you're probably trying to avoid, you know, any kind of even accidental peak either direction. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, just for privacy and decency sake, like I'm not going to stand yeah. like back so everybody who comes in the bathroom can see. Right. right? <laughs> so a locker room. Right. So I, at this moment, there's nobody around me and there's nobody in there. So I'm like, I wasn't maximum closeness to the urinal right but i was still relatively close yeah all of a sudden a dude comes and stands at the urinal next to me which is a party foul in and of itself Wait a you're saying there's like 10 of these things and he stands there are right 10 next to urinals and he stands at the urinal next to me okay i have yeah. a big issue with this yeah what, First do, you of all, what do you even I'm do a big personal space guy sure but and it's like you're midstream. You can't move. I'm midstream. I'm not cutting yeah. it off and going, my man, please. There's <laughs> 10 other. There's nine other urinals that you can go to. You don't have to stay. It seems you know, very aggressive. I'm, it seems very intentional. It It's and look, this is not even the intentional part. So I'm just I'm I'm now looking up, looking straight ahead as you're sure. supposed to. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> of a sudden I stare into the bricks. Yeah. All of a sudden in my peripheral, the guys on my left. In my left eye, I see the guy peek over and look down oh, at my meat. Oh, no. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know that's what like I was looking at, though? With my left eye, someone <laughs> Some dude staring at, at my meat. You know what I'm saying? So, and so I'm just like, there's so many thoughts going through my mind. I'm just like, do I stop and say, yo, my man, what are you doing? Do I look ahead like I don't notice this dude staring at my meat right now? It was that long. I, I'm sorry. The <laughs> stare lasted oh, that long. The oh guy's pe- the guy's peak lasted that long that there was no mistaking what he was doing. There was no mistaking what he was doing. It was clear. It was ex- it was an extended peak. And so now I'm trying to like by the guy shoot this joint out so I can like get away and like put everything yeah. away and sure. go wash my hands. We're gonna get the heck out of there. Yeah. But then, like, he stares at it, it felt like, for a year. Okay. And then he looks up at me and then turns his head straight ahead. Mm. I was so flustered. Yeah. I finished, didn't even say anything, Proud of you washed my hands, got to the gate. Because I'm just like, I, I, I can't do this right now. Uh, I mean, it, Go ahead, Tone. Go ahead, Tone. Well... All right, that he probably did for one or two reasons, right? Tony, he just wants Tony to see he just wanted to see if it was true or not, you know. <laughs> Tony, oh my god! <laughs> oh, Tony. <laughs> okay. All right, so Tony, so and Tony won't alt him for other, his curiosity. Okay. The and then the other reason is you know maybe, maybe he wanted maybe he wanted a sandwich, you know. What does that mean? Maybe he wanted some meat. Are you saying something that we're going to have to have you bleep out again? No, no. Maybe he wanted some meat. 
right? And he was bold enough to stare at you. And then but Tony, you knew- Tony, it wasn't just a peek. Like if he had peeked and looked up, like he, no, I, like no, he didn't no, do anything. No. That's one thing. But he like peeked for a good two seconds. Mm-hmm. It felt like longer, but probably in two seconds. Looked peeked, but it's the second look up at me after looking yeah. at it. Yeah, that that's where the, I have the issue. Yeah, that's the boldness factor. He's like, "What you gonna do about it?" And what you do? <laughs> okay. So, what you do? Up yeah, you ran. Who was more of a man man that day? Who was more of a man that day? (laughs) Him, probably. And what you what you gonna do about it, bro? (laughs) Uh, Of of course, Tony would. uh, Tony would take up for the guy. Uh, (laughs) Right, dude. Sexually harassed me badly. I'm not taking up for him. I'm just give. I'm just saying. Oh my god. Just trying to understand, Jason. Jason, I want your perspective now. Well, two things. One, so there were no words exchanged whatsoever between you. Zero words exchanged. I didn't want to speak to the dude at all. I admire that you, in the midst of your panic and fleeing, still took the time to wash your hands. Yeah, Mm -hmm. That's what you're supposed to. (laughs) I know, but I'd be like, I'd be running out of there and be like, I mean, if your house is burning down while you're going to the bathroom, you're not going to stop and wash your hands. You'd be like, I can hear you later. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, No, I just like, it's a quick soap. Water, I'll grab. I didn't even. I didn't. I'll tell you. I didn't throw the the t- paper towel away in the bathroom. Like I like kind of just took it with me. And like, like, I'll deal with this. Later. I'll deal yeah, with yeah. it later. You're, you're I'll find a garbage can. Ride paper towel. Right. Right. Yes. Um, I, I'm not a fan of interactions in the bathroom whatsoever. Mm-hmm. At all. None. Uh, and actually, just recently had this happen. Uh, well, not exactly that happened, but do you ever do you ever use the uh, do you ever use the stalls? To pee if it's like there's if it's crowded if it's crowded or sometimes the urinals are not set up in a way that there's I mean the, the urinals are set up like set up for an accident right you know what I mean right or uh, if you you know just to avoid awkwardness and so actually Tony and I were at a restaurant the other day and we both went into the bathroom at the same time and I'm like I'm just gonna go in the stall and uh, Tony's at the urinal you know and we're both doing what you do in that situation. And Tony just goes like through the door goes. So what do you think about not about something like about a major topic that we've been discussing? And it's like, I, I, well, I mean, this is a weird place for me to have this conversation. Tony, Tony, that's wild, bro. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No wonder. No wonder you take enough of the dude that looked at my penis for five seconds. <laughs> I'm in there and I'm just like, uh, uh, it, it's great, Tony. It's great. And I, I like I, I just like need to get through this because I don't talk to people in the bathroom usually. Um, <laughs> Not even you that I love. No, correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was so caught off guard by someone trying to talk to me in the bathroom, even somebody that I knew very well. A lot of bathrooms in Wrigley Field is famous for this are set up where there's not a lot of privacy. I no? Listen, man. Listen, all I know is. I felt a way. Yeah, I mean, was I, I was I wrong? Am I wrong for feeling this way? No, I I understand being uh, feeling uncomfortable and maybe even feeling a little violated by that. A it, little violated. I mean, how long did it take you to feel normal again? I was on the flight, still thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just like, yo, I can't believe what just happened. But it wasn't the it wasn't the peak, dude. Like. That's the crazy part. No, it was it the eye wasn't contact. the peak. It was the it was the part that it was the the fact that he looked 
and then looked up at me for a few seconds and then looked straight ahead like a serial killer. You want to know where dude was coming from? Like, hey, what are we doing here, bro? Like, what is, what, what is that? Like, you didn't want to ask a question? No. No, no, I didn't. No, I'm not. I wasn't even curious. You going in bathrooms looking at dudes meat, bro? No. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's not. That's not. It doesn't sound accidental in this case. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Accident, especially after the pe- that the it, the look up at me. Well, everything about this story screams that it was flagrant, starting with the very beginning. Mad flagrant. There's ten urinals, and he picks the one. Ten right next urinals. To yeah, that's troubling. Um, I actually wanted to talk about airports today because the FAA put out a report about a lot of the incident. I don't know if this has seemed this way to you, but to me, it's like everybody's acting up at airports. It's like we talked about a while back about basketball games, about people doing egregious things at basketball games. It's all every day. It seems like there's some issue on a plane or on the airport or in the airport. And if you feel like that, uh, your eyes are not lying to you because the FAA put out a report today. It's these are the year to date numbers, Russ, on the following incidents. These are accurate as of September 7th, 4,184 unruly passenger reports. It's a lot. I mean, what does that come out to per month? Like 500? That's a lot of. uh, That's that's like just and, and it's like, why, bro? Yeah. Uh, 3,057 mask-related incidents, not a surprise at all, even though I, I find this one, like, continually puzzling to me because you have to, when you check in, you have to check a box saying, I understand that federal law says I have to wear a mask. Like, it doesn't matter if you like it or anybody likes it. That's, that's it's standard, and it's been that way for a year and a half. Uh, here's the number that I really want to hit you with. This, these are the number of investigations initiated. So you have complaints. <laughs> The FAA mm-hmm. will get complaints. And some of it's like, hey, this person wouldn't comply with whatever. This person wouldn't wear a mask. This person was rude. It can be minor and not rise to the level where they actually launch an investigation. So this number that I'm about to give you is the number of incidents that have risen to the level where they're like, like we got to actually start a case over this. So I'm going to tell you how many there were in previous years. 2017, there were 91 of these incidents for the year. 2018, 159, 2019, 146, 2020, 183 for the year. In the first eight months of 2021, 752 investigations initiated. It's wild, man. I'll tell you charts. Like, I've been traveling for six months now since baseball and since spring training. And I've seen three just on flights I've been on. I've seen three people get kicked off. Yeah. And it's just like I'd never seen a person get kicked off in my life before this year. I've probably so seen that, that once. Yeah. So that so what, what you're saying, it makes sense considering that many people, you know, have gotten reports on them. You can be fined thirty seven thousand dollars for violating the policy of you're not allowed to attack or interfere with the duties of any kind of crew member or anybody involved with boarding the plane, things like that. And, and $37,000, uh, you can be fine. You can have multiple violations on the same incident. So you can be walking away with 
six figures in fines for some trouble that you're starting on a plane when you know the rules before you ever even get there. What I find uh, particularly annoying about this as we like continue now in what are we in year three or year two of fighting over masks, which is just the most insane thing to me that we could be fighting over and politicizing is that uh, the, the people, the anti-mask people, they, they think they're doing something. They think Correct. they're heroes. They, th- they think they're like George Washington and Alexander Hamilton, right? And Paul bed. Revere. Yes. It's crazy to me. I saw that I, I was at Jewel the other day and Jewel now, like everywhere else in Illinois, uh, is you got to wear a mask vaccinated or not. And I, I don't know how many times I can say this to people. Nobody likes wearing a mask. I don't like wearing a mask. I don't know anyone that likes wearing a mask. I am happy to get that thing off the second that I'm outside or the second I get out of uh, work or whatever. Um, but I'll wear it if I got to wear it. I'll wear it if it's helping and if it's protecting me and others. But you go into Jewel and there's there's people, occasional people not wearing a mask. And what what is the manager at Jewel supposed to do? At least these, at least the flight attendants and the the gate agents and everything for the airlines have the recourse of the federal laws behind them. And if you if you mess around on an airplane in any way, you're in, you're going to be in trouble no matter sure. what it is. So if you want to start trouble over a mask or if you want to uh, grope someone like the guy did on the plane from uh, Philly to Miami on Frontier or you want to like, you know, verbally assault a flight attendant, you, it's not going to go well for you. It's a little different at Jewel when it comes to masks because what's the, what's the manager supposed to do? I mean, some manager or some ca- clerk is, suppo- is going to confront someone that's clearly there, uh, you know, fighting for freedom, not wearing a mask. I saw this guy and it was like, I, I could tell just from looking at him exactly the kind of guy he was. And I don't advise judging people by how they look, but this guy had all the calling cards uh, at Jewel and was not wearing a mask. And he, he either saw someone he knew or just started up a conversation with somebody about why he was not wearing a mask. And I, I'm in and out of Jewel. I don't know about you guys, but like I go to the grocery store and I'm it's efficient. I know what I'm getting. I get out of there. Right. It's 20 minutes or less for me. The entire time I was in this Jewel, though, I passed by the guy a couple of times and he's still going on and on and on about it. I'm, I'm waiting for someone to confront me about it. I'm like, dude, you're, you're not a patriot. You're not like you're not out here fighting for freedom or you're, you're not a hero. No. And I kept thinking, like, maybe I, I'm not, I know that we shouldn't do this, but I kind of want to I kind of want to match that energy. I kind of want to like all of us who are doing like the same uh, the same logical, uh, helpful thing, selfless things. I kind of want to like match that aggression that the the anti mask people have where like may, maybe I'll get a mask that says like, uh, you know, because they like to wear ones that say, like, uh, this mask is as useless as our governor or whatever. I'm only wearing this mask to have to or whatever. Maybe I'll get one that says, I'm wearing this mask because I'm not a selfish piece of shit. How about that? I'm with that. I'm with it. Avi shirts. <laughs> we got to get on that. Yeah. So do you look at the whole meat or just, like, the piece of the meat? My whole meat, Tony. My whole meat. Just the tip, Tony. <laughs> did you see uh did you see on max kellerman's final 
first take. I don't ever watch first take. Uh, I know that everybody says that, and it's not true because they get loads of viewers. But I really, Correct. Don't, I really don't. I think it's on in the mornings, and I'm usually getting ready for work and going to work in the morning. So right. I actually have never seen it other than if I happen to catch a few minutes of it in, like, the hotel gym or something. Or a clip on Twitter. Yes. Those those pop around sometimes. And the one yeah. that's how I saw this, where Max Kellerman's final show, I had no idea he was leaving until I saw this. Uh, he, Stephen A, couldn't be there in person for some reason, but popped on, on, on by Via phone. Via phone? Yes, right. <laughs> Literally phoning it in, uh, telling Max Kellerman how much he respects him and loves him and how much, uh, what a great time it was working with him. I didn't know until I read an article after that that uh, Stephen A pushed him off that cliff. Yeah, I I saw I had read been trying for years to get him out of there. Yeah, I I just think the show needs to die. Like we don't need people yelling at each other about some horrendous sports takes anymore. I think we're in an era and a society where fans are smart as they've ever they've ever been and they deserve responsible smart coverage Do, should that be entertaining sure i'm with that but i think you can get responsible coverage uh you can get good analysis that's also entertaining i think there's a lot of different platforms that do it well um i just don't think that that format does it anymore and yeah i had heard the same thing that you read that like max in Stephen A, like, not that it was beef, but, like, he kind of wanted, like, this, like, it sounded like he wants magic on there, and they had, they had Michael Irvin on there. Let me tell you, I'm cool on that either. Like, I'm not watching, so I don't care what they do, but. When you said magic, did you mean Magic Johnson? Correct. Oh, he's not going to be good on that. And then they have, have you seen his Twitter? I, that's what I was just about to ask you, is if you've Ooh. ever read any of Magic Johnson's tweets. Magic Johnson will tweet like in the middle of any NBA season, the front runners for MVP right now, and he'll list 30 people. He'll start <laughs> typing names until he runs out of characters. He'll say, LeBron James is the best player in basketball because of his high basketball IQ and passing ability. And it's like, yo, Magic, we knew that, bro. Yes, everything. you could. That could be the reply to his Twitter account. His handle could be at we knew that, bro. Um, yes. <laughs> now, what you're describing, though, what you're saying about what fans want, I don't know if you're right, because when you think of the talking head types, the guys that have opinions uh, on ESPN, Max Kellerman is thought of one of as one of the more next-level thinkers, a guy that really does not as much do hot takes. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Max, and I enjoyed Max more before he got on first take. When he was on with Marcellus Wiley, Michelle Beadle on Sports Nation, I thought that's where he like he flourished because he didn't feel forced, and he, those two other people he could work off of, and it was entertaining, and it was fun, and they got gave you like cool and out like it was it was cool. I, it was one of the best shows that they had on ESPN. Then they forced him into pigeonholed him in the first take, which mm-hmm. is probably more money for him, and it's probably a promotion, but it forced him to say, okay, now I got to come up with hot takes. When that man got on that set and said, "If the if they had the aliens had the death ray pointed at Earth and they needed to make one three, he'd have Andre Iguodala shoot over Steph Curry." Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, bro. 
Okay, but there's like a thousand things that Stephen A has said that are crazier than that. But no, that's insane. Like you not that's the the best shooter in the history of the game. But you rather have Andre Iguodala sh- with the world on the line. You rather have him shoot a three than Steph Curry. Come on, man. You I mean, know we basically already had that scenario play out with Space Jam, where Michael Jordan saved the world from the aliens from the monsters. So we're already good. Nah, if, if you ask Max, he would have had Andre Iguodala do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I never thought Max fit in with that show. Um, it's a wrestling show. It's a wrestling show, and I think people do like it. I, I mean, it's one of their highest, you know, rated properties on ESPN. Um, so I think there's something to that. I think people do enjoy that part. Um, but Max, he was just too nuanced for that show. Uh, and for that show, it didn't work. And he should have saw the, you know, he should have saw this kind of coming when there were rumors when Skip Bayless's contract was up at Fox and Stephen A. wanted Skip back. And then Skip just kind of used that to his advantage to get a bigger salary at Fox, which is kudos to him. Um, but I stopped hating that style of show because people people watch it and people want stuff it like that. Popular. It, it's a part of the entertainment factor. Like, I can make the argument it's the smartest show on television because they know how ridiculous they are, but they know you'll watch it. So when you know that people are going to watch because of the ridiculousness and the yelling where it's borderline, but not even borderline, cartoonish. Yes. I I think they know what they're doing. I think they, they know in some part they're playing into the characters a bit, but everybody's making money. So it's like, hey, whatever. You know what the nasty, I think the nasty part about it is for me, as a journalist, to watch somebody who built their career as a respectable journalist go on every day and do that, it just, it's, it feels so nasty. It, he's the highest paid employee at ESPN. I get that. I get that. I get all I, of that. I, and what like, I God bless. That he, he's a year into a five-year, $60 million deal. But Russ, most of the audience is not, are not journalists. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're I, not. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Perception, me, like you are. How I feel watching a guy that took himself from being the loaded lowest journalist on the totem pole to being one of the best reporters and columnists in the country to being the uh, as a black man being one of the highest paid empo- the highest paid employee at yeah, ESPN yeah. and on every p- possible platform. I think that's awesome. But to see that person who did all that, build up that much credibility to then turn around and be a caricature of himself. That just feels like it just, that's not the way the story is supposed to end. You know, in his, in his mind, his, his pockets are good. He probably like, bro, I'm chilling. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I look at it as like, yo, you're the reason a lot of us got into this business doing it the right way. And to see him like do this now, it's kind of like, yuck. He was great as a columnist. I don't know if, you're even old enough to have been reading that, but like 20 years ago when he would, was still writing actual columns, he was really gifted writer. I don't think he writes anything anymore, uh, if I'm not mistaken. The, the whole debate show, I think, started with PTI mm-hmm. and then kind of expanded into Around the Horn. And then eventually you got this. There was something in the middle. Uh, what is it? Morning pizza or something like that? Cold pizza, yeah. Cold pizza, pizza yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this is kind of a 
like mutated version of what PTI was. And if you look back through it now, PTI was groundbreaking at the time, but it looks uh, almost like a lot, like they're doing it in a library now compared. Right. To like PTI to this. me, does it feel like the, the entertainment factory that first take is right. It's, it's Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon talking about sports in a, in a way that's not overly outrageous. There's logical points made. There are not many hot to, you know what I'm saying? So it's a that, legitimate cool discussion and like it's a legitimate people, discussion. It's how right. I, think, it's how I think you and I would discuss something if we were sitting Correct. in my driveway or something like that. Um, not in the way that Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith do it. Right. Right. But let me ask you this. You're a, you're a sophisticated viewer and you, you would probably, you look at it, you look at this and anything else in a more discerning way than other people because you're in the media, not necessarily because you're smarter than other people, but because you're in the media. And so you really understand this business in a way that 99.9% of the viewers do not. Even that being said, do you sometimes flip this on and sit there and watch it for 15, 20 minutes because you, without even realizing it ever? No, I, the only time I see what they talk about is when a, a clip pops up on my timeline. Like, I can honestly say I haven't sat down to watch First Take in years upon years upon years. What about you, Tom? Uh, yeah, I haven't sat down and watched First Take in a long time. Um, but I do watch the clips if there's something, you know, a, a topic that is kind of gone you know, viral. I, I do see like clip I've ever seen has either been, uh, and there's very few, but it's been uh, Stephen A's phone in farewell to Max Kellerman. Uh, <laughs> Stephen A saying something offensive that he has to apologize for, or it's just everybody yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell what's going on. Do you know what I, I don't like seeing on Twitter? Uh, probably a lot of things, but no, I couldn't guess what it would be in this case. No, you're definitely correct. There's a lot of things, but yeah. I, I would have started with guessing with racism. That's bad. Yeah. Don't like seeing the N-word. That's unless you're Tony who loves like it cracks him up seeing it. Um, but we live in a social media era where everything has to be put on social. Uh, and we've gotten to this point where now if you're a high school athlete and you mm-hmm. get a scholarship offer from a school, you have to announce to the world that you've gotten a scholarship offer from a school. Yeah. But why do why do we why do why is that important? Like why is that why can't why, why can't you just get important than any other thought though? That But why announce it? Like you you get you I under no that's something to be proud of for sure. But if you got if you want these five star recruits to have 30 offers, we don't have to hear I'm blessed to announce that I've gotten an offer from Michigan State. Thanks to everybody who got me here. And I have to see that every week for the next 52 weeks. I don't get why you're hating on this. These are high school kids. They're <laughs> happy about the offers that they're getting. This is a weird stance by you. Is it? Just like, you're, and yo. You're, and you're, you're a person I, who, who puts your thoughts on social media, too. Yeah, but it's not It's not to, like, I don't put everything on there. Like, if I get a 
two job offers. I've never put a job offer on <laughs> social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm excited to announce. I'm blessed to announce that the Chicago Sun-Times is offering me X amount of dollars to come right about to Chicago. I didn't do that. Like, I, I just don't think I think you should get these offers. You should feel great. Act like you've been there schools, before, kids. <laughs> I don't want to seem like old man, but you like you do sound like an old man. But mm-hmm. I just like why do we have to? I'm all for social media and kids expressing themselves on social. But like, yo, bro, I don't have to hear about your 50 offers to D1 schools where you're gonna go pro and you're going to the NFL. Like, yo, just say you're going to Alabama and we can just we're, we'll we're excited to see you on Saturday, bro. It's I mean we do it all the time where we change jobs. But we, we get the job. But it's 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 the jo- we get the job it's, though. It's it's the kid version of that. It's I'm gonna I'm announcing I'm attending this school. Oh, no, I'm no, announcing no, I just accepted this that. job. It's, yeah, here. I think Russ draws it's, a distinction I, between that and the offers. If you say, "Yo, I'm blessed to announce that I will be attending the University of Alabama to play defensive end and go to the NFL," right? Salute, God bless, bro, and I'm excited for you. It's I'm blessed to announce that. The University of Akron has offered me a scholarship along with fifteen other schools, look at, look at you're, you're and I'm not even going. right now, you're, you're crapping on <laughs> some kid getting an opportunity to get a four-year education at Akron, which is a fine school, by the way. I'm not mm-hmm. crapping on the institution. You, there's sour grapes here. What's the deal, man? Where's this coming no, from? No, it's not. I just I feel like if you are announcing that you're going to the school, I like that. Like, yes, okay. I got an offer from Alabama. And I'm taking it. And I'm gonna go crack some heads, and I'm gonna be a first round draft pick. Let's go, bro! I'm excited for you. But like, do we have to see fifty? I might be going to this school, and they offered me a lot of money. Actually, I think you. I think this is a straw man argument. I don't think I've ever seen somebody announce, "Hey, I got offers." That's the end of press conference. That's. I don't think. I don't think I've ever seen that ever. It's no only kids. Kids are like. No, it's on the timeline all the time. Like, go on there. It's yeah. kids saying, I've received an offer from X school. They're not saying oh, they're wait, actually wait, going. Wait, hold up. So they're just saying it on social media? Like, they're yes. Making they're a- saying, oh, right. I, I'm blessed to announce that I have an offer from X school. Yeah, Tony, what he's saying does happen. That's not the confusing part. I'm confused why he hates on it so much, why he's got such a problem with it. But like we don't have, do we have to? I, I I thought I was gonna have support here. Apparently I don't. But no, yeah, I mean, no. I think you're hating think on it teenage kids that are celebrating getting an invitation to come to college and get an education and play football. And also, now that you know the NIL is in charge, it's like, hey, up the price. This is this is what they offer. <laughs> price up of the, the brick price. going up. Yeah, the the price of the brick going up. Hey, listen, so, once you get that first SEC offer. You're in the six-figure range. Yes, yeah. you are. Even so if think, you're at Mississippi I, State, I you're going to make now, some Now, even more, I think it's it's beneficial that they announce um, who's offering them what, um, where <laughs> well, where they could be, Tony, be that's going. Not that's not how it works. You're not understanding. Can, can, well, can I say well, – It's not – there aren't – schools aren't offering them money. That's not how it's – Oh no! I mean, you don't get your offer. I told that story about the booster on here. Yes, but not in the way that Tony is describing it. I think is kind of making somewhere in what he said was actually a decent point that don't doesn't the high school kid drive up more interest 
and competition to get them by if you're an ESPN, what offers that they got? if you're if someone ESPN, announces hey Ole Miss offered me doesn't that get no mm-hmm. you're an ESPN top 300 recruit it's going to be on every recruiting service out there so you don't have to like yeah and then you narrow it down your list and say hey I'm going to the other school in your conference what are you going to do about it exactly every school knows who you all who got offered where yeah, no, no, no. You it, it. It, it's it's not about the the amount of schools that's offering the prospect uh, scholarship, especially in this new age of, you know, money being passed around. It's the announcement. I think it works two ways. One, um, obviously people, we like attention now, anything that gets me attention, that's what I'm going to do. I think that's yes, a big part of this. Especially positive attention. Yes. Right. Uh, two, um, it helps out their local high school program, their high school coach. Because like, hey, young high school prospect, come to my school. I'm the kid I coach is getting all these offers. I think it works well for him. Um, but also, I, I truly think now it's, hey, I'm look at the offers that I'm getting other school or NBA franchise or like eight or whatever. Like school now that I actually want to get an offer from. Like, yeah, like it, now that there's money involved, I think there's a lot that goes into announcing that I have multiple offers from multiple schools. Let the bidding begin. Russ, you look right. deflated. You wanted us to agree with you. Right? I Hate, thought hating you I was these gonna, I teenagers thought you realizing be, their dreams. <laughs> I thought you yeah. was going to be on my side, but apparently y'all not. Nope. So. Don't, you know celebrate, don't celebrate, kids. Act like you've been there before. Act like you've already gotten scholarship offers from Akron. Yeah. You know what make you feel better, though? What? Incorrect, Tony. I feel worse. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. He's just dancing to uh, circus music. Russ, you aren't going to feel better when I read this because that never happens. When it absolutely not. called everything's fine, and it always kind of actually means everything's not that fine. Uh, Akeem Hicks has had a very strange preseason and offseason. He wants a contract extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the last season of a four-year, $48 million deal. It has been well worth it, by the way. He's been excellent as a Chicago Bear. Uh, better than he's been anywhere else. He's been fantastic at defensive tackle, a run stopper, pass rusher, uh, almost 32 years old, though. I don't think the Bears are really eager to extend him, especially at defensive tackle. Uh, him wanting a contract extension and not getting it, that's not the strange part. The strange part is he's he had an incident where he came out to practice late. He left the practice after only a few minutes, really inexplicably. It was never It was never clarified what was going on. And on top of that, Russ, he's normally one of the most engaging Bears players when it comes to the media and has not talked to the media at all during all of this. I don't think there's an issue between him and the media, but he's not talking either way. And uh, the part where everything's fine, don't worry, everything's fine, is uh, here's what Matt Nagy had to say about uh, trying to explain why he's not mm, trying to convince or make Akeem Hicks talk to the media. Again, it's uh, everybody is a little bit different. I mean, you guys see how I am. You talk about how he is, and I don't want to get into anybody's individual decisions other than I just think that for me, I deal with the media and doing interviews and talking, and everybody's a little bit different. So I understand from both sides. 
So I think there's uh, that's a hard answer for me to give. What does that mean? Please tell me you you followed up, sir. There was a follow up, and then uh, it was a follow up of like, well, you know, what are you doing? Isn't that his professional responsibility? And essentially, aren't aren't you kind of his boss? Um, doesn't seem to be exactly how that relationship works. He said, that quote sounded like Derek Zoolander. Are you guys old enough to have seen Derek Zoolander when he he goes on the speech to the journalist about investigatory journalism? No matter how many lives you trample or friends you lose along the way, just to get your story. No matter how many lives you trample or friends you lose along the way, and he just kind of keeps going in a circle <laughs> like that, saying the same line over and over. That's kind of what it sounds like sometimes. Um, Russ, let's shift from. You hating on high school kids getting scholarship <laughs> offers that could change their lives. <laughs> the, the whole segment is basically just, just I was old, re- man, I, old man Russ is mad at the young people. I literally started by saying, I'm really happy that these kids are getting these yeah, offers. Then you weren't. Then you weren't. Everything you said after that indicated very much that you weren't. I said, I just wanted to find out when you're actually going to the school. Like, I don't want to find out that you might be going to the school. Like, tell me, yes, you're going to the University of Texas and you go kick ass at quarterback. Like, I don't want to hear that I might be going to the University of Washington because they might give me enough money to convince me to go there. All of that stuff is how people tweet now, man. It's All not right, how man. I tweet because I'm man. 37 years old, but that's how, that's I'll, how let it go. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Because y'all, y'all making tweets. it sound like I'm. LeBron tweets I mean, make, like thinking about doing this, and that's that's no different than these guys. Look, y'all making me this. sound like I'm the hater in the room. So you are. Well, I'll just you, I'll give it up. No, you are a hater. And now you, the other thing that you <laughs> mentioned to me that you wanted to hate on today was sneezing. So that that's what really eats my lunch: sneezing. So what uh, is it? Young people sneezing? Like who are you mad at here about sneezing, <laughs> Russ? I don't think adults should sneeze in their hands. In their bare and hands, like if you have a sneeze, yes. With your bare like if you have a sneeze, the, the right thing to do is to easily put your elbow up mm-hmm. and sneeze into your elbow. But we still have people at like 40, 50, 60, 70 years old in the middle of a pandemic, might I add, sneezing into their hands, right? And acting like, yeah, nah, it's fine, it's like a tissue, but sneezing into that's your what shirt. I have. Is gross too. Sneezing into your elbow, you're going to sneeze all that onto your. Whose hand are you going to shake? You're not shaking hands with your elbow. Well, you're going to touch. You're going to touch everything with your hands. I don't get like an advance warning that a sneeze is coming in ten minutes in advance. It usually comes and it comes quick and violently. And I mean, I just sometimes I got to throw my hand up and. Nah, that G, nah, no, 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 no. I'm not. I let you get the high school kids uh, think. I'm not letting you get this one. No, you <laughs> stop, stop sneezing into your hands. You're well, adult. The only to your I elbow. Mean, it's an instinct. It's a panic. You just got to like, you know what I do that? Uh, let me let me see what you think about this, because I think what I normally do, if it's not an emergency sneeze, I sneeze a lot, man. All, I've always sneezed a lot. I have that thing that makes me sneeze when I go from shade into sunlight. And I like I sneeze if I get a weird smell a lot of times very a lot and I sneeze very violently. It's a very like loud, forceful sneeze. So I think any way that I stop that is good for everybody else. Um, but a lot of times what I do is I actually will pull my shirt up and sneeze into my shirt. I'm what are cool your thoughts with that. on that? Is I'm, that okay? I'm more cool. I'm cool with okay. that. Like I've been annoyed during the pandemic. Like I've seen somebody. Who like when you have this one of those huh, 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 sneezes? Pull See, the mask. Warning there, you're getting a warning there. 
pull the mask down. Oh no. And then sneeze, not covering it. You had the mask <laughs> on, bro. Like the mask, would, some the of, mask is perfect, right? You can sneeze right in. Yes, the mask. you can sneeze when I, and do your thing. Like keep going. But like the oh my gosh, it's a, stop sneezing into your hands. Okay. Anything else that you want to yell about? No, that's it. I, I, I'm that gets me more. That gets me like irately angry. People sneezing in their hands, and then touching other people, touching things. Like stop! Oh, oh my god! All right, this this leads me into my uh, a topic we like to call "Ask an Old Person." <laughs> and now it's time for "Ask an Old Person." How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I love the young people. I've gotten quite angry. I didn't think I didn't yes. expect myself to go here, but like thinking about it bothers me because I saw somebody sneeze in their hands tonight and it pissed me off. I sneezed in my hands tonight at dinner and I was eating rice for as part of the dinner. And so I feel like if I hadn't gotten that up there, man, it would have just sprayed everywhere. And at least like I as quickly as quickly as you can, can as, wash my hands. You're ruling out the fact that people can just wash their hands. Nobody does that. <laughs> like nobody does that. You're, you're, nobody is sneezing into their hand and washing it. No, we people are pissing and not washing. Their hands. People are pissing and not washing their hands. So they're not going to sneeze in their hands and wash their hands either. Come on now, this nasty ass country that we live in. Stop it. That's why we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> Oh my God! Now that I'm off my soapbox, let's get to ask an old person. Yes, um, you've seen you 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 and Tony and all the listeners have heard it. I've gotten irately angry about people sneezing in their hands. So yeah. what I want to ask about you: High school kids enjoying their lives. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! I wasn't angry about that. Sure, I was a little annoyed by that. Are they allowed to have birthday get- parties, Russ? Yes, okay. Jason. All right, yes. well, good. At least there's some, you know, reason with you. I was a little annoyed by that. I was irately angry about the sneezing in the hands. Um, so I'm asking old person, I want to ask you, what's the thing, the last thing that you've gotten irately angry about? Mm. Post-Trump? Yes. Okay. Yeah, don't, it, it, a non-Trump, non-Trump category. category. Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, it was just the other night. I was at my mom's house and uh, with my family, and we were there late on uh, Saturday night coming home. And at the toll exit in our town, I've, I've been driving for 20 years and never seen this before. They had set up, the, the police had just camped out. I think it was the state police and just camped out at the toll booth and everybody that was coming through was being told you had to pull over and get checked. And they, I, I assume it's for DUIs. I assume it's a DUI checkpoint, but uh, they didn't ever say that. They said it's a road safety check. I don't know why they'd be doing, you know, checking your tire pressure or whatever at 1130 on Saturday night. I'm sure it was definitely for DUIs, but I'm just out here obeying the law, driving like a normal person, stone cold, sober, hadn't had a drink all day. Uh, and I, it's 1130 at night. I'm trying to drive my kids home and put them to bed. I think I should just be able to go free and not have to pull over at the toll booth. That made me irate. Welcome to be a black person, Jason. Um, that's <laughs> gonna, that's going to do for asking the old person this week on Sports and Jason.
Yeah, I'll tell you what time it is. It's Lil Uzi Vert time. I, is it Lil <laughs> Uzi Vert or Lil Uzi? Because I've heard, t- are those different people or is it the same guy and he changed his name? You can just say Uzi. It's all the same guy. Uzi, Lil Uzi, and Lil Uzi Vert is all the same guy. Yes. Because yeah. there's like Lil Baby and Da Baby and there's like, mm-hmm. you just, I just want to make sure I have it straight. Yes, you're, you're okay. good. You could say all three of those and you'd be okay. correct. So if you Lil say it fast, if you say it fast, the whole name, it sounds like Lil Lucifer. Well, okay, Tone, that might actually, you know, I did a little bit of research on Lil Uzi Vert and uh, that might actually fit with some of how he goes about life. But the reason that he came across my screen today and got on my radar is there was a, quite a story. Did you know, for starters, that he had a $24 million diamond implanted in his forehead? Is that just common knowledge? Everybody knew that but me? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Lil Uzi Vert had a $24 million pink diamond implanted in his forehead, uh, which that's hardcore, man. He did that in February, and then uh, it got ripped out by fans at Rolling Loud in Miami, I believe it was last month, because mm-hmm. he was crowd surfing. And somebody mm, just reached up and plucked that thing out of his front of his i'm surprised that nobody had ripped it out sooner than that to be yeah honest. i mean it doesn't seem particularly safe running around with a 24 million dollar diamond on your head but uh he was okay and he got the diamond back so that's good he found the diamond uh, and he's replaced it already with some other piercing you know he actually i i, w- I went deep dive into little uzi vert to learn about him and uh some of his decision making he got this diamond implanted in his forehead in february and then uh, before Rolling Loud, got it taken out and then got it put back in. It's quite a thing to be wishy-washy about having a diamond implanted in the front of your forehead. In, out, in, out, in, out. It doesn't seem very safe. I think you got to, if you're talking about implanting a stone into your face, mm-hmm. I think you got to be more decisive than that. Well, I think when you initially got it, uh, people were telling like how unhealthy that was and how dangerous it could be. Um, like at one point, it was bleeding out of. Yeah, he yeah, he like, tweeted oh, out a like picture of himself. I think after he got it done. And by the way, I'd love if we could, Tony, if you could book the doctor who did that surgery on the show. Mm. Uh, I think that'd be fascinating. <laughs> um, yes, he tweeted a picture with blood running down his face mm-hmm. and saying uh, if. This comes out the wrong way. I might die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Soak that all in, Russ. Oh, I thought you Did had you more know? information here about uh, about little Uzi Vert that you're going to. Oh share no, um, this is like to be expected. He's a different. He's a rock star, um, yeah. as he yes. would like to be known as. Um, he's going to do those outlandish things. Um, but yeah, uh, he made some, some solid music. Um, every time he drops an album, it goes number one uh, for what it was. So he certainly has the uh, the the ears of the youth. That's one of the things I learned about him in my in my quest for knowledge on uh, Lil Uzi Vert started where it always does, which is Wikipedia. And uh, I originally landed with just Uzi. If you see, you guys said I can just call him Uzi, but if you type that into Wikipedia, you get the uh, 1940s Israeli submachine gun and. That's not the same thing, although I'm sure that he took that into account when he named himself. But you learn that he's extremely successful. Mm-hmm. His debut album was double platinum. His 2020 album was platinum. Pretty good. And then 
even more impressive than any of that, he claims to have just a couple of months ago bought a planet. Hmm. Did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Listen, man, when you get money, you can do anything you want. Like we we don't we don't talk enough about how wild it is to get a twenty four million dollar diamond implanted in your forehead and how ridiculous that is. But he a rapper and he get money. So we like yeah. let it go. Well, you know, I will say it seems like if you weren't if you were so uh, unsure about getting a diamond surgically implanted in your forehead that you got it taken out a few months later and then got to put back in that maybe you should have held off on this and maybe consulted some people. And maybe that's not the most responsible decision-making, but I will say to his credit, he, he talked about saving the money and paying this off. So, I mean, financially it was very responsible Russ. He went about it the right way. He went about it much in the same way that I'm paying off my house. Are we wrapping up? Yeah, we are. You, you wouldn't think that we uh, missed anything today, but we actually did. There's quite a bit of other news here that we have from our news service that we need to just hit real quick I'm interested before, we, to hear. before we get out. Uh, Paul Pierce is in the news again. You'll remember we discussed ESPN firing him back in April, Russ. Yes. Uh, it turns out that video of him smoking weed with strippers while they, uh, you taught me this phrase, made it clap. Was the last straw toward an inevitable divorce between Paul Pierce and ESPN. ESPN executives criticized his work ethic. And for his part, Paul Pierce sounded like he hated that job anyway, because, quote unquote, among other things, you have to talk about LeBron all the time. Uh, He also did not want to apologize for the video, which is fine. I don't think he should. He wasn't doing anything illegal. No. And he does not think it will affect his chances with the Hall of Fame voters. Agreed. I, I think that's fine. I don't. Paul Pierce was not necessarily a fit for ESPN, and he's one of the best. Like we laugh because of his basketball takes because he don't like LeBron, but no, he's one of the best basketball players of all time. Sure, he'll Tony, get in the hall. Not- and, and, and Tony's and like Tony says all the time. Everybody gets into the Hall of Fame in, in basketball. Yeah, I'm I'm steaming right now, Tony, because Tony knows that I emailed him. A quote for a reading segment that he was supposed to go to right there. Well, Russ got in there, and well, you, you see know. me pointing at the camera. Like Russ, Russ doesn't know that I emailed you that. First of all, stop emailing. Tony you don't hear me, You didn't hear me start talking about Paul Pierce like two minutes ago and think, yeah, "Oh, this I must be the Paul Pierce email he sent me." I didn't want to disrespect your fellow co-hosts who had a do the reading. Do the reading. I want Russ to hear the quote. Right. Do I have to hear the quote? Oh, you're gonna like it. Oh, you're going to like it. And now, oh, you'll like it. Tony Gill reads. All right, guys. Just no, you don't get to do that this time. You've already screwed <laughs> this up eight different ways. Just See, no, no, you, you have to sit there and take it. And now, Tony Gill reads. It's what you get. It's what you get. Stop emailing him things. All right, guys. It's such a simple thing for him to do. Like, it's not asking that much. Tony Gill glasses. Is. Back again, back at it again. Let's go. No plan B because you messed it up the first time. Now, all right, Paul Pierce to Sports Illustrated. Come on, I didn't do anything illegal. These mother in the Hall of Fame. Some did cocaine, battery. What the did I do? 
I was just having a good time. All the people coming after me, have you mother didn't do the same? You're just hiding it. And you're all married while you're doing it. I'm divorced. I'm retired. I'm having fun. Listen, if I don't make it with this class, it will be the biggest stiff job in Hall of Fame history. Pretty good quote, Tone. Imagine if you had uh, read that on time. Russ, Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly joked after a 41-38 overtime win against Florida State that he is in favor of execution. Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Uh, you saw this in the yes, postgame, I, I assume, on I the field. He, he was bungling an old quote from the 1970s from uh, the old Tampa Bay Bucks coach, John McKay. Um, not a particularly funny joke. I, I don't find it offensive most of the time when somebody jokes because I know that they're joking. They're not really advocating for whatever the thing is they're making a joke about. Uh, the real crime to me here is that the joke was completely unfunny and delivered poorly. He's like just sitting there like waiting to give that quote, no matter what, uh, what was her name? Katie George, the reporter asked him and it didn't really, it didn't really even make sense. Bad all the way around. I agree. I have some baseball news for you, Russ. It's from 1995 though, if that's okay. I think we're a couple years behind, but okay. I'm willing to listen. I think you're going to like this in the 1995 season. uh, Tony, do you know, you don't like baseball very much, or at least you don't really follow it. And uh, we've already covered that you were not able to play baseball as a kid. Do you know who Tony Gwynn is? Yes. You do? Yes. What team was he on, Tony? The Mets. All right. Good All try. Right. All right. Let's move on. So, Russ, the other day I was spending my morning uh, nice and peacefully just reading through Tony Gwynn's baseball reference page. Which is um, amazing, by the way. Yeah, you know, which any any person would be doing on a on a, on a a nice, pleasant morning to themselves. In the 1995 season, when Tony Gwynn led the league in hitting with uh, a 368 average, he had 577 plate appearances. He struck out 15 times that season. One of the uh, all-time greats, one Tony Gwynn. All-time great. No, Tony. No. no. There's a great quote about uh, – I'm not giving Tony any more reading segments right now. I'll read you the quote. Do you remember Greg Maddox, the amazing pitcher? Greg Maddox was talking about – and Greg Maddox got everybody out except Tony Gwynn. Uh, He was talking about how you don't need to throw hard, but being able to change speeds and control where the pitch goes is the key to everything, which makes sense that Greg Maddox would say that. That's the type of pitcher he was. A quote that he had that I thought was great – he, he goes on and on about how, you know, hitters can hitters have trouble picking up the changes in speed. And he said, if a pitcher can change speeds, every hitter is helpless because they're limited by human vision. Except that Tony Gwynn. Russ, are you familiar with the artist Banksy? I am not. Do you, you don't know who that is? Oh, OK. It's really interesting. And there's doc, there's at least one documentary about this guy that you should watch. He does a lot of his art kind of on the street. He'll do graffiti art or he'll. Uh, even do like I don't even know if this is the right way to say it, but like graffiti sculptures. Like he'll he'll take a jackhammer and dig up a sidewalk and sculpt it into like a sphinx. And uh, he's very mysterious. Nobody knows who he is. Uh, but one of his things was in 2018, he had a painting that was up for auction, and it was in a frame. And the moment the deal was done for the person to buy this for 1.4 million dollars, the painting went halfway through a paper shredder. That was built into the frame. 
So this is now a frame with the painting, uh, half of it out of the bottom of the frame, like in strips, still connected, and the other half of it in the frame. It was like, you know, a statement he was trying to make or something. So you'd think that would ruin it, right? That in 2018, that sold for $1.4 million. It's going up for auction next month with an expected selling price of five to eight million. I'm in the wrong business. You are. You should become a street artist. And finally, Russ, as if poor Joe Biden isn't already busy enough with Afghanistan, the pandemic, and whatever fresh hell awaits this country tomorrow, his dog has a biting problem. And it sounds like they were trying to cover it up. The conservative group Judicial Watch obtained emails from the Secret Service. And this is really what you should be using the Freedom of Information Act for, I think. This is excellent uh, use of it. Uh, showing emails that, uh, that indicated that his German Shepherd major bid an agent every day for a week in March. A different agent, I think. It wasn't the same guy every day for a week. They, the White House had originally described this as a, quote, a couple of nipping incidents. It sounds like it was every single day. And it's very clear that this dog has been banned from the White House, although the White House is denying that. They're saying he's spending some time in Delaware back at the family home because he's just a little more comfortable there. But I think we all know you can't be having a dog running around biting people at the White House. But that kind of leads to my, my thought here of why does the president have a dog anyway? What does the president need a dog for? Almost every president in history has had a dog. And as someone that has two dogs, like I think if I was president, I would not have time to be running the equivalent of a petting zoo on the side, feeding dogs, walking dogs, making sure they don't bite people, you know, throwing a tennis ball for them. Like I don't I think the president has too much to do to have animals in the house. I was going to say, I think at that point, as the president, you're not doing none of that stuff no more. You got eight people that are taking care of that dog. That dog is living the high life uh, while you're running the country. So that sucks for that dog because they screwed up a good living biting people. Yes. So now you just got to chill at the house and like die. Yeah. Don't be biting people. I, I was starting to look up like presidents and the pets that they had. And uh, I came across Calvin Coolidge. He played for the Mets too, Tony. Uh, Calvin Coolidge had a million pets. And so there must have been nothing going on in the country from 1923 to 1929 because he had a, a ton of dogs, but also Russ, he had a raccoon and then got a second raccoon because the first raccoon was a female raccoon and it needed a companion. Uh, he had a donkey, he had canaries, a songbird, a goose, a bobcat, uh, and then some of these he received as gifts from other countries and did not keep in the White House, kind of directed them to zoos and stuff. So that's a little more reasonable. Lion cubs, a pig, pygmy hippopotamus, a wallaby, a duker, I think this is pronounced. And it's a small type of antelope, a black bear and 13 ducklings. They did not send the ducklings to a zoo. His wife, the first lady, tried to raise these 13 ducklings and care for them in one of the White House bathrooms, but it did not work out and they did have to send them to a zoo. I feel like he only became president just so he can acquire animals. It seems that way. It seems that way. That's the smartest thing you've said on this show, Tone. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's episode of uh, Sports Adjacent. We, we covered a lot today. We covered everything from meat peaks to... Uh, White name House Pets. Right no, that's definitely the name of this episode is uh, Meat Peak. 
And yeah, we, we appreciate everybody out there for listening. If you would like to listen to this podcast, please be sure to download, subscribe, give us five stars, whether it's Apple Music, Spotify, Twitcher, wherever you find your audio content. Make sure you do that. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by Obvious Shirts, obviousshirts.com. Get our collection on there. Get 10% off using promo code adjacent10 for 10% off and free shipping. If you would like to contact us right there, if you're watching your clip, um, our Twitter handles are up there. Also, there was something else that I was going to say. Yeah, if you'd like to email the podcast, there you go. Uh, email us at sportsadjacent at gmail.com. Very easy to remember uh, for Jason. Let's hold on. Let's clarify there. What do you want people to email? You want them to email like thoughts on the show, weird questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, okay. weird right. comments. I like the idea. I just want to give them a little more direction of what we're looking for. No, look. Whatever floats their boat, we're not going to read all of them on air, but if they're interesting, we will. No meat picks, please. Please, no meat picks. I don't play that, bro. <laughs> no meat picks. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of Sports Adjacent. For uh, Jason Leisure, Tony Gill, I'm Russ Dorsey, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.